Hey guys, welcome to the Steph Sanzaro podcast. You guys are going to have to forgive me this morning. I have the croakiest voice, but it doesn't stop anything. My name is Steph Sanzaro and I am so, so happy to be here with you guys today and to talk about all the wonderful things that the Plant-Based Body podcast was. This podcast is no different. It's just got a different title. So we delve into mental health, mindset, health, wellness, nutrition, and the inspiring stories of wonderful human beings that are doing great things in the world. Um, My next guest is exactly that. My next guest is a mentor, a speaker, and a meditation teacher. He also runs his own coaching business, and he runs his own programs as well that you can buy online. This guy does absolutely everything. He continues to impress me more and more every single day, and I think you guys are going to be so impressed by him as well. Now, my next guest and I met just a little time ago, and I already have gathered so much value just from following him on Instagram, but from also becoming his friend. You guys are going to find so much value in this episode today and I hope you guys enjoy it just as much as I did. Now without further ado I would love to welcome my next guest Carlo Cirillo. Welcome to Garage Ocean Grove. We've just spent the morning down at the finisher at Ocean Grove, a little run group. Carlo joined us for a meditation this morning. I did, I did. I thought I was going to run. I had all expectations to run and then when I knew that I was going to be running the meditation, I went, "Um, probably good to have breath and um, the ability to speak, not be panting or puffing. Mm. So I enjoyed a nice brisk walk in the cool ocean breeze with yourself. It was beautiful, (laughs) wasn't it? It was a really nice way to start your Sunday morning. What time did you wake up again? Uh, Four. Yes. Lovely. I'm sure you're going to thank me for that tonight, you know, Sunday morning, 4am start. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm normally up at that time anyway, so for me, yeah, it was kind of like, look, don't get me wrong, I love sleeping in, but driving out to Ocean Grove was was lovely and a great morning and now we've got uh, more fun activities and then I've got a fun day planned in, I was going to say Geelong, but it's like Geelong, Torquay, Ocean Grove, so yeah. You've got the biggest day planned. You've already told me. I'm, I'm in awe of how much energy you have and <laughs> how much you have to give people. Coming from the person with chronic fatigue, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll not talk about that. This is about you, my friend. And look, I'd really like us to start off with, you know, giving the listeners a little bit of insight into who you are. So I'd really like you to take us back to the start and tell us who is Carlos Cirillo. <laughs> Take me back to the start of where it all happened, or all began. <laughs> um, have we got long for that? Ah, oh, we've got as long as you need, darling. Yeah, I know, but I can. I could go for a while. I want to hear it. There's a there's a keynote version, then there's a a, a long. I want the long version. <laughs> I, I think you'll. I think you'll make it as succinct as it needs to be. Mmm, excellent. Do you know much about me? No. Okay, so this on is really purpose. interesting. Yeah, this is, and for when you come on mine, this is really interesting and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so basically, I guess the overview, and then I'll dive deeper into it. The overview is that I grew up in a small country town, Muldura, a loving family, um, two great parents, two great siblings. I, from a young age, worked out that I was really good at sport. Um, soccer was my main thing. From 12, 11, 12, I was always traveling to Melbourne to play. 
um, represented my state, represented my country, moved to Melbourne at 16 by myself. So that was a big step. Um, wow. But it, it had to happen in terms of like my development as, a, as an athlete. And that made me mature very quickly. I uh, was working a job, was paying rent and, and all of that. And Were then you still in school at this that point? That was my last year of school. Okay. So uh, I finished my year 12, which was uh, <laughs> definitely interesting. At but 16? Yeah, so 16 turning 17 because I'm like the year before for my age. Wow. Because I was born at the start of the year, so I went up. Okay. Or started early, um, which is great because, again, I matured early, but when I was... In year 12, everyone was turning 18 and driving, and I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> Which was fine. I was in Melbourne, public transport anyway. Yeah. And then, I guess in between 16 and 19 was was interesting because I was, every year I was renting in a new place, housemates, working jobs. I've had over 30 different jobs in my life. Um, and I was really discovering, I guess, outside of, of soccer, what I wanted to do, and yeah, did did a lot of things, and I think for me, soccer was everything. That was my dream. I wanted to be a professional. I wanted to be David Beckham, the next David Beckham. And at 19, I had a car accident. And uh, look, I wasn't hurt, mm-hmm. but I think the mental toll of a car accident afterwards is kind of like I guess it was a cloud for me, where okay. I was like, "What am I doing? Things could have ended just then. Am I happy?" Yeah. Um, I was seeing a sports psychologist and I got asked questions that I'd never really been asked before. Okay, like what? <sighs> what do you want to be remembered by at your funeral? What's more important to you right now? What are you going to regret not doing in your life when you get to 30? Because at the time I was in a long relationship about thinking about engage, being, getting engaged. Wow. Um, it was n- not... In my f- where I'm from is, is, you know, getting engaged and married young. It's something I wanted. I... I I, I definitely thought by 25, which I am now, that I'd be married with kids. Um, obviously, the universe had a different plan for me, <laughs> which is great because my sister's got kids and I feel like they're mine anyway, um, but I can give them back. <laughs> so, at 19, that happened and I had to make the decision of, do I not pursue my dream and, and try and make it in Europe for soccer or do I stay and get engaged, live that life? And I think... Looking back, I'm like, you know, whatever happened, I would have made the most of the situation. And we can't ever go back and be like, what if, what if it was different? What if I was happy if that? We can't. We, we don't know. But I decided that for me, if I got to 30 years old or 40 years old and I look back and I didn't take a shot at my dream, I would be kicking myself for the rest of my life. So I made that decision. I got an agent. Um, I went over to the Netherlands. And, you know, in that time, it was like, Booked the flight, broke up with that partner, got over there, had like five, six trials, failed miserably at all of them. Did not play well, did not adapt, was playing out of position, was homesick, all of that. And my agent, my coach was like, you, you should give up. You, you shouldn't be a soccer player. You should do something else. No way. Yeah. Um, and telling that to someone that that's their dream and everything they've dedicated the last 15 years of their life to... Um, was it was cr- heartbreaking, soul-crushing, all of that. It really made me rethink what I was doing. I did have other passions in business. I was in network marketing at the time and, and personal growth. I had a, a blog, if that's even a thing these days. <laughs> and um, 
It was a MySpace. <laughs> it was a MySpace. <laughs> it was a MySpace. Blood, the good old days. And it's still there. Okay, I can definitely go back and I see will those things. I definitely be researching <laughs> that later on. I'll be linking that in the show notes. Please <laughs> know. Um, and then for me, it was like, hang on, am I going to let these people determine my life? These are two people deciding who I am, what I am, what I'm worthy of. And they hadn't even seen me at my best yet. I said, you know what? Stuff it. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to make a team and I'm going to make it work. I didn't make... Uh, a team at a level that I th- wanted to be. It was a lot lower, but I still had an incredible two years living there. I met my one of my best friends there. We lived together. Uh, he was from Australia as well. And I guess in that time, it really made me rethink what, what I loved about soccer and if it was something I really wanted to do. And I think I had done it for so long because it was a habit. It was something I did every Sunday. Um, it was something that I was just used to doing. Um, uh, my identity was Carlo, the soccer player. Mm. And even when I said, you know what, this isn't for me. And, and my housemates were pro, were professional. They were where I wanted to be. And I seen their lifestyle and what it took. And I went, that's not actually what I wanted. I thought it was completely different. So, yeah, I didn't actually like going to training. <laughs> I loved connecting with people and like mm. the camaraderie. But I didn't like actually like doing it sometimes. And... For me, I came home. I still tried to pursue it. Um, I was like, no, no, I can still do this. I'm still young. And, you know, the universe giving you those signs. I did both my hips in, uh, in one season. Uh, came back. I went, no, no, this is going to be the greatest comeback ever. Did my hips again in that game back. What does um, it mean to do your hips? Uh, so my... Wow. What's the term? I... What did it enable bursitis. you to stop doing? Bursitis, bursitis in both bursitis. my hips. Yeah. Yeah, so literally lifting my leg, like my knee up, would hurt. We'd be in a lot of pain. Wow. Um, So sitting down to then stand up, um, running. Yeah, so it took a lot of recovery. And I think in that time, I just went... And at that time, again, I came from soccer was everything to going, hang on, it's not. But now who am I and what am I doing with my life? And Mm. this was at 21, 22. And... um, I was working a job that w- did not align with me at all, all my values. Uh, it was great money, but yeah, and I was like, you know, I've got to go home. I want to regroup. I want to, I guess that was another one of my life identity crises. Where were you living at the time this was happening? I was in Melbourne. You were in, I was back in, Melbourne, in Melbourne. Back in Melbourne. Yeah. And then I went back to Mildura where my family is. Wow. And so you were, for like four years there, there's a lot of instability in your life, a lot of moving house, a lot of moving country, breaking out with your girlfriend. Like, how did that affect you mentally? Was, yeah, probably about six years. Six. I think I think I always, and this is a, a, you know, credit to whoever's looking out for me. I've always had amazing people around me that I could reach out to. Amazing. Um, great mentors, great coaches, great friends. Um, I've got the best, best friends. Um, but in, in terms of everything, it... it you know, you just feel unstable. You feel, what's next? Where am I going to be? And, and it bring a lot of, look, I wouldn't say anxiety, but it definitely was a lot of pressure, um, especially because, you know, the expectations of everyone around me was, Carlo is going to be a professional soccer player. And then for me to go, I don't like soccer anymore. I'm not going to do it. People still ask me, how's soccer going? I'm like, go. Really? I'm like, oh, they're like, aren't you the guy that plays soccer? I'm like, no, no, it's my brother. He's wrong person. I don't play. So... Yeah, it's it's a you know it's an important part of my life, but yeah. it's something that and I, I love it. I'm proud of what I did. The people I met, I've met some incredible people and friends around the world, and it's given me you know life experience. 
But I realize that I don't have to do something just because I've done it for a long time. No. I don't have to... We evolve. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, through those 30 jobs, it gave me a lot of perspective on what things I liked and what things I didn't like. A lot of places I lived, I found out what I liked, what I didn't like. And it only in the past two years where I had another identity crisis, um, when I moved back home, was like, what, what am I good at? What am I really, really good at? Can from, we dig into that from, a little bit I, deeper? I will. I will. From my perspective and other people's perspective, mm-hmm. what do I love doing and passionate about? And how can I serve the world doing that? Because we all have this desire to serve people. It's just, how do we do that? We think it has to be a, a massive company or a, a massive impact, a, a billion YouTube followers. No, it can be in little things. And how I like to share my story, um, obviously that's the overview, but how I like to share like the deep stuff was like, for me it was like an ego battle the whole time. And whether that's being a guy, I think we've all got egos, like men and women, but for me, my ego was, well, my ego wanted everyone to hear and to see was that yeah I played the sport I love for 15 years I got to travel got to represent my country got to make incredible friends I won all the awards um, I've won trophies especially in the past two years when I never when I took all the pressure off myself I haven't lost a game uh, a league game in three years uh, happily retire now on that record <laughs> um, and I've had a lot of fun playing but what my ego doesn't want everyone to hear is that you know I when I was overseas, I was stealing from supermarkets because I had no money. I wasn't paid from my club. I failed at multiple trials. I had experienced multiple, you know, bullying, harassment from teammates. I was secluded because I didn't speak Dutch. They spoke English, but they didn't want to. He's an outsider. Why would we want to bring him in? And yeah, so for me, being wow. overseas and experiencing that was lonely as. Yeah. Um, there were times where, I, and again, what my ego doesn't want everyone to hear about that was that. It doesn't want you to see that I lost myself in something I thought I was passionate in, but Mm. I really did it for the approval of certain people around me and because it was safe and secure for me. I was good at it. Yeah, it's something you've always known. Yeah, and it it was second nature for me. Well, my ego doesn't want... What my ego wants everyone to hear and see is that you know, right now I have amazing connections in my life. I get to connect with incredible people every day like yourself from Instagram, from Facebook, in real life. Um, I get to connect with you know, influencers in, in business, in YouTube and all of that, you know, famous people and connect with them and collaborate with them. But my, and, and I've got the best, best friends. Like my two best mates are incredible and my other friendship... But, Outside of that, my friendship circle is unreal. I love them so much. And my family. I'm so connected to my family and I love that. But what my ego doesn't want everyone to hear is that for so long, I wasn't connected with my family. I struggled to have conversations with my siblings and, and my parents because it was, it was hard because I had that expectation and I mm. didn't know kind of who I was. I wasn't connected to myself. Yeah. My ego doesn't want, sh- doesn't want people to hear is that I haven't had a romantic relationship for six years mm. since that first one because I struggled to connect with myself. Therefore, I couldn't connect with others because I didn't like who I was. I always found ways to put myself down. So whenever I got to, especially from what happened in the first relationship, certain things, I was like, well, I don't deserve love. So for me, it was always feeling empty. But 
I do have amazing people around me now. The <laughs> and, and what and the other the other the main thing that my ego doesn't wants everyone to see is that yeah, right now I travel the world. Um, I have lived in my van and travelled Australia. I run two amazing companies that I'm so passionate about. I'm a, a meditation teacher, a speaker. I get to come to events like we did this morning and run meditations for amazing people and groups, corporate, uh, public events, retreats, all of that. And I'm I'm really living a life I love but what my ego doesn't want everyone to hear is that I've had 30 different jobs mm-hmm. I have failed in so many businesses and business ventures I have been so far in debt uh, and still clearing off a lot of that so and for a lot of that time there was constant battles of, of like the identity crisis there was constant battles of maybe success isn't for me maybe maybe being a uh, having a successful business isn't for me because I've failed so many times. Maybe it's it's just not for me. I'm not that one percent of the lucky people that had it. And what my soul wants everyone to hear and know and see right now is that, yeah, it took eight years to get where I am right now, or probably my whole life to get where I am right now. But the past eight years, I've constantly worked on me. I have done personal development courses. Um, I've had mentors, I've had coaches, I've had, um, I've read books, podcasts, YouTube. I have done the work and I do it daily to put me in a state where I am now, where mm-hmm. I'm every day, I do what I love and I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. I was still, I still work a job <laughs> part time. <laughs> That's not my ultimate thing, but everything else is taking off that it's just opening up for opportunities and everything. And I get to literally do what I love, which is this, have conversations with amazing people and connect. Yeah. And going back to those questions, um, for me, it was, what am I, what do I love doing? I love, and this was through sport, through school, through work. I love connecting with people. I just love having deep conversations, becoming friends with people and sharing good times and inspiring people through the blog, through quotes, through however I do it. The second one is, what was the first one? What am I good at? No, what do I love? What am I naturally good at? I'm a speaker. I have been told and what I realized myself is that I can go real deep with someone real quick. Um, It's not, yeah, I can do the superficial stuff and I I can go for coffee, but I, I can create a safe space for someone to open up to feel like they can share whatever's on their mind, but also then be able to kind of give them perspective on what to do. Not telling people what to do, but ask them the right questions so that they can figure out the answers. Mm -hmm. And I was also, uh, and like I said, what am I really good at? Connecting people. I know this person, they can help you. Why not connect those people so that everyone wins? That was always natural for me. Um, And then how can I serve the world doing that? And I went, hang on, I could, I have these amazing conversations. How can I do them? and share them with more people so that they can hear it too. Podcast. Um, I listened to so many and now, yeah, created the Conscious Podcast. Um, we're at 80 episodes next week. Congratulations. Um, thank you. It's amazing. It's a yeah. big feat. It's, it's, it's a lot of conversations, but you know what? It's the first, you know, your first few, you're like, oh, who's going to listen? It's like, oh, my family and my friends. And it, probably like 10 of those downloads were me on all my devices. Um <laughs> And, you know, if you, if you know why, and this is something I teach now, if you know why you're doing it, it's never about the numbers. It's never about, you know, yes, you want a, a big impact, as big as you can, but it, it only naturally, 
it just naturally grew. Um, the guests that I've had on the podcast are people I've dreamed of meeting and I got to sit with them one-on-one and build a relationship and now we're friends and collaborate on multiple things. Um, people the likes of Osher Ginsberg, Dr. John Martini, Dr. Dane Heer, DJ Tiger Lily, um, incredible people and, and you know, some of my, and my friends are on there too which was really special because I think everyone's got a story to be shared mm. and... I think everyone's story can inspire someone that's going through the same thing. I completely agree with you. Um, and yeah, so I, I realized I, was, I, I could do that. And from there, I, I created my vision on what I wanted to be doing in my life for the next one, three, five, ten years. And I didn't know it was going to happen this way though. So the podcast allowed me to get good at speaking mm-hmm. and conversation and asking questions, which then led me into a role of coaching and mentoring and all of that and I, I love that then that naturally got me into meditations I was doing them anyway but then people were like can you jump on our app can you do meditations and I'm like yeah I do it all the time done that now I'm a meditation teacher at events uh, on the bloom uh, the bloom app and and then that then developed me into this confidence into a speaker so now I speak at events and I run events and I run workshops and and retreats and it's like it just naturally developed and I always wanted these things. We were saying this this morning on our walk. I was like, I had my David Beckham moment <laughs> last weekend because I played soccer because, and I looked up to David Beckham and I still do because the impact he had on my life. Yeah, he had the money, the fame, the skill, the girl, all of that. Like, don't get me wrong. All my ego wanted all those things. There's no reason you can't have all those things doing something you love, not soccer. And for me, it was like, well, how can I have that impact, live a life that I love doing these things. And last week I was emceeing and host for the, the Bloom Live event and I had people up, people come up and they're like, can we take photos with you? And I was like, this is, it's a nice feeling. I don't do it for that. No, of but course not. But the recognition of someone coming up and saying, I listened to that podcast and, and you know, it, I got so much inspiration and value from it. Having the guys from my mentor group, um, we finished up a couple of weeks ago, but them writing me letters on how that six weeks changed their life and how grateful they were. Like, that's, you know, yeah, humbling moments. It makes it all worth it. Yeah, all these late nights editing podcasts and all that, all the trips that I've done, traveling up the East Coast, traveling, you know, waking up at four o'clock to come here at seven. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing what can happen when you get into some sort of alignment. I don't mean alignment in all areas. Yeah. But you move into a place of, for me, it was knowing myself, being myself and loving myself. And, and all those times where I was finding it most difficult is when I didn't know those things. Okay. So I, I want to triangulate that point of, you know, in your life where you said to yourself, wow, I really need to work on me. Like. Because we don't just make that decision out of nowhere. There has to be a reason. And obviously you said to me before you didn't like yourself. So like, how do you cultivate that? How do you start to begin to know who you are? Mm. Well, I have a course that's on sale right now. No. Cheeky Um, plug. (laughs) I don't. I don't. (laughs) There's things in the works. I think for me it was really asking... Again, it goes... I was actually taught this in grade five. It it was at that point... um, when I met that mentor, but it was also in grade five, I was asked, what do you want to be remembered by at your funeral? And it's not about, you know, the things you did. It was who you were and how you impacted people's lives. And I think for me, I was so disconnected from 
how I wanted to impact other people's lives. That, and I, I couldn't be that because I was thinking about soccer, girls, money. Mm. It was that, that were the external things. Very shallow so sort of things. Yeah. Ego yeah, things. Which, which for me, I look at it on a, a spiritual, mental, physical plane. And you can do all the mental things. You can meditate, do affirmations, do yoga every morning. Uh, yoga is physical. So all the mental things that are, that are right things. Do all the courses, the personal development. You can do all the physical things. You can work out, eat healthy. You can do yoga. You can go for runs in the morning, do cold showers. You can do all those things. But on a spiritual level, if you don't like who you are, none of it means shit. No. They're all gra- they're, they're all included in the whole holistic approach. You need them all. But if you don't know thyself, be thyself, love thyself, I don't care what affirmation you say, that voice in the back of your mind is going to go, no, you're not. Because if I say, I'm worthy, I'm loved, I'm valuable, and that voice goes, no, you're fucking not. You don't have a relationship. You have no money. You're in debt. You can't sit there and go, I'm wealthy. I am happy. And that voice goes, no, you're not. Why? Who are you trying to kid? So for me, it was going up to that spiritual level. And literally, it started with gratitude. Right. And I had a... I was full circling. Yeah, um, you did an amazing <laughs> job. I was on the edge of my yeah, seat. Good, 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 guys. You're going to be in for a wild ride. Um, for me... I met a guy at a personal development event. He wasn't the main speaker. He was a guy just on the side organizing it. And I, he was like, what's your story, man? Like, I want to know more about you. And I wanted to know the same about him. And he was probably 15 years my senior. Mm-hmm. And I was, he was like, what, what have you been up to? Why are you in this business? Why are you doing this? And um, I told him about my soccer career. I was like, uh, I, you know, I did this, but, you know, I, I didn't make it. My friends are pro, which is awesome. I'd always put everyone up, else up and put myself down. And he goes, dude, you, you really don't want to, you know, like be grateful and own what you've done. And I was like, yeah, because I didn't achieve my dream. And, and he's like, yeah, but is it gonna, is it gonna help you to hold on to that? And for the rest of your life, think that, or is it going to help you to own that and go, okay, it, it brought me to exactly where I am right now, be grateful for it and then move forward. And I was like, well, yeah, you got a point. But what I, a smart man. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, but that doesn't change anything. And he's like, yeah, we need to practice some gratitude. And for me, don't get me wrong, it, it, at that point I was like, I couldn't, I struggled to find things to be grateful for because mm-hmm. gratitude was a chore back in the day. It was like my parents, when, when you'd be whinging for something you wanted or, or something like that, you need to be grateful for what you've got. Think about the people that don't have things. And I'd be like, it was always you were punished with gratitude. <laughs> That's a very good way of looking at it. Yeah. I've never really drawn those parallels before. Mm. Oh, well, it was like, you know, and, and look, I grew up, my, my family was semi-religious, mm-hmm. the Christian, Catholic, Italian background. My grandma, my nonna goes to church every Sunday. I was in that and it was like, you know, you need to be grateful, you need you know, to then be forgiven for blah, 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 whatever it is. I don't know much about it because obviously... But when we're told <laughs> to on. do something, what do we normally do? Yeah, we rebel. We yeah, do the opposite. And course. I think for me, um, yeah, when he was like, be grateful. And I was like, but gratitude can be deep and it can be hard to find. But he's like, what are you grateful for about yourself? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> I can't oh. find anything. He's like, okay, but what are, you, what are you thankful for at least? And I'm like, well, I'm thankful that I'm alive. I'm thankful that I'm able to adapt. I'm thankful that... I've met incredible people. He's like, sweet. That's the first step. Now mm. we go to gratitude. We actually went into a 30-day um, gratitude mastermind where every single day I'd have to send him a voice note. Three gratitudes. It would go for three minutes each one. So a nine-minute um, 
voice note and it would go deep and this is what I teach now deep on the three levels of gratitude so this specific thing so we can say you know I'm grateful for you Steph um, which is great clearly I'm a catch yeah absolutely um, sincerely grateful but it's very vague <laughs> it's very vague he's like let's get specific because there's a billion things about you I could be grateful for if I just go Steph it's kind of like okay cool like it's great but let's go specific um, I'll relate it back to my mum because this is uh, it, it's quite easier yeah um, let's do it <laughs> so I would be like you know I'm grateful for my mum and he's like, okay, what specifically are you grateful about for about her? And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm grateful for the hug we shared this morning before I left for work. And he goes, great, that's amazing. How did that then affect you on an emotional level? I was like, well, I felt loved. I felt connected. I felt warm. Like, who doesn't love giving hugs or receiving hugs? But also, I, sh- I got to share a special moment with my mum before I left for the day, which is incredible, especially because I lived away for seven years. Yeah coming back and now I live away again so whenever I was there for the past two years I would as much as I could give love to the people that I loved in my life well you lived for so long without connection yeah you were so isolated in like that Netherlands life for yourself that when you come home I'm sure that that connection must have been a little bit overwhelming almost yeah I was I was definitely craving it Um, especially going from a relationship to then nothing in overseas and Mm. family to nothing in overseas it was yeah, a lot of solitude and a lot of finding yourself, which is, you know, in, in hindsight, it's like that was the greatest teacher, um, but painful at the time uh, and obviously didn't understand it at Absolutely. the time. Absolutely. The next part of the gratitude is how does that, you feeling that, affect the people around you or involved? So how does that affect my mum, <coughs> that specific gratitude or how I feel? It makes her feel connected and loved to her son. Like, she has a child that's giving her a hug. Like, that must feel incredibly special and and loving and um all the feels (laughs) so many words and then and then he's like okay let's zoom out even further for the third great a third uh depth is how does that then you and the people around you feeling those things affect the world and the community on a greater scale Hmm. the third level is how that then those emotions and how it affects you and the people around you how does that affect the community and the world on a global scale? And, you know, this is tough because how does my hug affect other people? How does it affect, with my mum, affect the community and the world? How does it? By us sharing that connection, that love, those feelings for each other, I now show up in a more loving way. My mum feels loved. I feel loved. I then share that with other people. That one hug could be a, a hug I give to somebody else. That, that love and connection that I share with someone else, which then ripple effects. I think I always like to relate, relate back to there's people that don't have a mother in life. There's people that don't receive hugs from the people they love. I get to do that whenever I want. So why wouldn't I do that more and how good does that make I'm a big hugger you've, as you've seen this morning with everyone that we met it was yeah. like I'm a hugger I, I give people hugs they I love loved it. it I love the connection yeah and um that gratitude lesson for me was where I started to become more grateful in my life for what's happened, for who I am, for where I'm at, and that allowed me to move forward. That allowed me to find the lessons in everything and actually start to appreciate who I was on all levels, physical, mental, all of that, um, and move forward because 
you know, it's not happiness that brings gratitude, it's gratitude that brings happiness. And that was a quote that I posted the other night. And, you know, I have so many gratitude quotes, but that's just one I'll share. <laughs> and for me, it was, it's a daily practice. It's something that's always top of mind. And it's not to say that everything's great that happens in life. It's not to say that there's no negatives, there's no down, there's no upset moments. It's that, yeah, there's everything. There's polarity and... and um, we're humans. We're going to experience good, bad, up, down. It's not living in the fantasy that everything's down and everyth- or everything is or everything's negative or the fantasy of everything's positive. It's going, what happens, happens. The best thing for me is to find gratitude and the lessons in everything. Beautiful. I couldn't have said that better <laughs> myself. And I mean, you can tell that you've done so much work on mm. yourself. And obviously having the podcast there you get to meet inspiring people every single week and I'm guessing that they've taught you a lot as well. Yeah, it's basically a, a, a I get a seminar every week. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's funny, it's always different being on the other side of sharing because um, I, I love so much being the interviewer. Uh, is that right? Yeah, interviewer, not the interviewee. Yes. And, um, but... Now, that, all those lessons from people is what's helped me then develop what I like. And again, through life, you find all the things that you like, like all my jobs. What things that I like? What didn't I like? And then I've put them all together and now I'm living that life. I'm living by those, my values and living by those teachings, which is a, a powerful place to come from. Mm. I want you to tell me about your multiple like companies and your your failures and all of this and like how those failures have shaped you. <sighs> this is always fun. Because we always know that to appreciate the highs we also have to appreciate the lows. Yeah, so for 4 or 5 years I spent a lot of time in network marketing. Can you explain what network marketing is? So network marketing is a multi-level marketing business platform where the main focus is leveraging. So you might hear <laughs> the worst way to describe it, like a pyramid scheme and stuff like that. I've you heard mi- that before. You might see a lot of like Herbalife, Your Health, Isogenics, all that. They're all, they're all direct selling uh, companies that have a network marketing platform, which don't get me wrong, is a very smart business model. For now, the people on top. Um, yeah, of course. But, but also, if you do well, you get rewarded well. Now, again, anything in business or the external is directly affected by what is internally going on. If you believe that I can't connect, that I'm not a connector, I don't, I don't have a community, I don't have a following, I, I can't sell, I don't, I, I'm not good with money... What happens on the external is going to reflect that. Mm-hmm. So your self-belief will ultimately affect it. 100%. It's a direct mirror. So if I'm trying to, d- let's say, date, and I go, I'm not worthy of love. No girl likes me. Um, they always do this or that. What do you think you're going to find? And what do you naturally end up finding is that, that exact thing. So the power of asking for what you want or knowing what you want first is that then you can focus on it. Again, I say look outside, notice all the white cars. Yeah, yeah, cool. Now close your eyes. How many of those were yellow? You go, none, because I wasn't focusing on it. True, because where focus goes, energy flows. Now, for me, in business, you know, it started with network marketing, but even before that, I was selling soccer shirts on eBay. I was buying and selling. 
um, I was DJing back in the day. Like all my jobs had a different point in it. Um, I always loved, you know, creating merch and selling it, um, running events. For me, you know, the, the first company I, I kind of started in a joint venture with, with some cousins was Snackbox Co. We would, we would curate and deliver healthy snacks to workplaces around Australia on a monthly basis. A subscription, subscription-based model, um, which was great. We've just recently sold that. So, you know, it was great. It was fun. Uh, a lot of cold calling and, and connecting with HR. Now, this is important. So, I, my direct approach was LinkedIn contacting the wellness person in every company and saying, hey, do you want to try this? We'll give you your first month free. A lot of them didn't even look at me or, or the message or, or ring back, but a few did. Now, just because I'm not in that industry anymore or that, that business, this played an important role to now where I'm running wellness events for corporate businesses and companies because mm. that's the direct contact that I made a relationship with. So I always learnt don't burn a bridge because you never know where that's going to come in to play. Now, I'm a connector. I think I was telling you this earlier. Yes. I realized that I am a connector. I help people connect in with who they are, with themselves, with the people around them and their business and purpose and passions in life. And I love that. Now, it can be I'm a, I'm a mentor, a coach, or this or that. I'm a connector. That, that's my role. Uh, I love it. And I'm good at it. <laughs> I think so. Thank you. You're not bad. Thank you. It's, 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 it's uh, a self-title that I love. And, uh, I think it's accurate. Yeah, we, we give ourselves so many titles. And I got so anxious about like, and stressed over, what do I give myself? And it's like, I'm Carlo, number one. I'm a connector. Everything else that flows from that is sweet. Because I, I do that through my meditations, through my speaking, through my businesses and everything that I do. You know what I think is a little bit beautiful? What? Is that you've gone through some clear identity crises or crises. Mm. Crises. In the past, you know, the soccer player, the businessman, all of these mm. things. And now you've actually been able to self-identify to who you really are mm. and give yourself your official label as a connector. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. And I don't see it or hear it very often, so I love it. Carlo the Connector. Conscious connections with Carlo. So many C's. <laughs> the the, the alliteration, the yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So th- there's that, Snackbox Co. Um, there was different investments in terms of crypto and stocks and all that that went terribly south. Uh, lost a lot of money. Um, I've invested in starting uh, hosting events that no one showed up to. Um, wow. You know, having to sell tickets and then, you know, no one buying a ticket, but I had to pay the down payment at the start and okay. losing that. Um, for me, there was another business I went into that um, I lost thousands of dollars. Be- not lost. I invested thousands and quickly discovered it wasn't for me, which you can't get that money back. No, you can't. So, yeah, it, it put me in debt, but it also, you know, blessing. Lucky I didn't stay in that for another 10 years and not love it. Of you course. Know, how, how far south could that have gone for me? Um, Carlo, when you're in that, you know, point where things are going south, things yep. are, you know, not going the way that you anticipate, how do you stop yourself from starting to doubt yourself? You know, be like, oh, why am I even bothering with this? Like, how mm. did you maintain a healthy mindset during all of these? Like, we're not going to call them failures, but let's just call them dips in your story. Yeah, I think, I think there's, I got asked... Uh, Similar question on, on another podcast, and it was like, what's that thing that you say to yourself when these moments happen? And 
I don't think there's a there's a, a quote or a or a mantra or an affirmation, but it's like if somebody else has done it and been through the same similar thing I've been through and they can still make it, like oh you hear all these people that have been homeless or this or that, like Oprah and Tony Robbins and their story, why can't I? Like why can't I do it? And I, I from all the personal growth even from reading, I think one of my first books was like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill back at 18. You're the creator of your life. You get to write the story. You get to create what not necessarily happens because we can only control what we can control, but you can at least write that. There's, there's no, the only thing stopping me from doing the things I want to do is myself and my, the beliefs that are there, the baggage that's there. But I can, I can work through that. I can go for that. And I think through those low times, it was like, why can't I overcome it? Hmm. So, you don't believe that, you know, money should limit you and your dream and your passion. Like, I know personally that obviously living your passion can be quite costly. It sounds like to you, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's been a little bit costly. And yeah. I think it's a beautiful example that you've just been like, you know what, this didn't work out, money will come. Yeah, oh, look, it's, it, no one ever wants to be in debt. Um, I don't think anyone in their, their vision or their life plan, they're like, I want to be struggling in debt to pay the bills and not be able to do the things I want to do. No one ever has that. But like, I think that one's pretty standard for everyone. But then it's like, for me, it was always a knowing that, you know, worst, worst case, I'll find a way. Um, I've had crazy, I've got crazy stories in terms of manifesting money overnight. And, and it's not just thinking about it, wishing for it, and it turns up on my doorstep or in my account, it's setting the intention and going, okay, now my resourcefulness comes in. How can I do this? Because if we don't have a target, we can't reverse engineer it. Mm. For example, something I'm going through with my mentor group right now is like some of them are going, I want to do my passion business or whatever they're doing, and I want it to replace my full-time income in the job that I don't like because I don't want to be there anymore. I think that is honestly something that many of the listeners will be able to relate yeah. to. Yeah, sweet. What's the number? Because then we can reverse engineer it. So let's say it's a thousand a week. Mm-hmm. Now, at the start of your passion business, that's you know taking up a lot of your time. You know this podca- podcast that I did, I was never paid for it, but I was spending four or five hours an episode on editing and creating content and all of that to get nothing back from it. Goes ah, oh. my question from a. a big podcaster was would you do it if it it impacted one person and you got no payment for it and I went you know what if someone came up to me and said I didn't commit suicide or something you gave me helped me in my life deeply I've done my job I love doing it I would do this every I do this every single day if I got paid from it what a bonus so for me it was it's helping people get clear on what's the number because let's say it's a thousand a week cool, how many hours do you want to work a week? And then people go, oh, two hours would be great. And it's like, look, if you, love, if you love what you're doing, you'd work every day on it. Like I work more than the average person on the stuff that I do because I love it. It doesn't feel like work. It's fun. Sometimes it's work, but now I've got a team that does all the work stuff. <laughs> so, and trust me, that comes with time. Yeah. For me, <coughs> I look at that and I go, well, I, I, let's say, for example, I want to be a speaker. And specifically, I want to speak to youth at schools. Schools pay $1,000 an hour for a speaker. That's one hour of work a week. Am I saying that's the only way? No. 
let's break it down. Okay, if it's a thousand and you're like, I really want to release a course or an ebook, how how much is that ebook? Let's say it's thirty dollars or twenty dollars. How many do you need to sell weekly? Because okay. then because then you break you reverse engineering. You break down. Okay, how many posts on my social media? Um, how much promo do I have to do in order to create that? Yeah. Again, for me. Just recently, it didn't come overnight. It's come after two years of thinking about it. High t- whether it's a low-ticket item or a high-ticket item, it's up to you. It depends on the value you're giving someone. And I think whether it's a service-based business or a product, yeah. I, I, if you have a great mentor that can show you those steps, and even yourself, reverse engineering it will help. Now, I didn't limit myself to one thing. Which I know a lot of people say, one thing, one niche, go all in on that. Mm. For me, it never sat with me because I do lots of things. It's just I naturally know, for me. Very, very similar. Yeah. Like, okay, for example, what, what do you do currently right now? What are your avenues of work and fun? Work and fun, I guess, are cooking is yep. one of them. Cooking. Fitness is another one. Fitness. They're probably my two avenues. Yoga. Yeah, yoga. Podcasting. Podcasting, yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, a lot of one-on-one talking with people. It's a lot of uh, mental health sort of conversations. Yeah. Awesome. So, almost like a uh, coaching, men- uh, consulting. That's five avenues. It's a lot. <coughs> it is, and it's okay. And I think that five avenues, if all of them made you 250 each a week... That's making more. Uh, what's hang on? Thousand. You don't need to be good well, at maths thousand, to do this. Uh, two hundred. Two fifty. No, that's four. Five. Two hundred. Five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We get there. Oh, that's. You uh, don't need to be good at maths Sunday to live your morning. dream. No, you don't. Take it from us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you could break it down like that. Like for me, it was one thing where I went. You know, I want to, and then when I started hiring a team, like I want a videographer and, and someone to edit my videos for the podcast and for my, my personal channel, um, it requires about a thousand dollars a month for that. How can I make a thousand dollars from my podcast? Yeah. Um, through sponsors. If I had a sponsor paying me $250 for sponsors paying 250 a month, again, it's not just that happening. There's a def- definitely a process behind that, but it's like, okay, sweet. Now come up with the value, the package, the proposition, all of that. And I've done it. Um, speaking, again, that, that example of speaking or, or consulting, you could have 10 calls a week at $100 each. A lot of coaches charge between 100 and 300 for an hour of their time. It's amazing, isn't it? Again, not to just take as much money as they can. It's because the value of that conversation could help someone, whereas before they'd probably go through six months of trial and error. Mm. Why do you go to a PT? Because you want to know the fastest way to get the results properly yep. rather than trying to do it yourself, looking on Google. It's still going to require tri- trial and error, but you know, if I want to improve my health, I go to a health expert. If I want to um, build a business and, and not have to take 20 years to finally figure out what to do, you go to a business coach. Yeah. And I think a lot of people look at that and go, oh, it's too much and all that. And it's like, yeah, but think about the long term. Mm. Where do you want to be, let's say, 12 months? How much is that? What's it going to cost you to not take that action and get those results now? Well, emotionally, it's probably going to cost you a lot and probably financially. So Absolutely. But it's also an investment. Yeah. I mean, 
if you're not going to put the time and money into it now, well, then later on down the track, it's just still go- probably going to be sitting here going, oh, I want to do this and do this, but nothing's happened. Mm. And I still have mentors and coaches in my life. Mm. Even when I'm at this level, I think it's a constant thing because I stay in my element of genius and what lights me up and also makes me the most money as well. Go figure. Um, but again, like you, you can do that and you can do it in an honorable, um, ethical and impactful way. Yeah, because I do think that people go, oh, I love helping, but I, I feel bad charging for it. Yeah. But it's almost like, well, do you know your worth? Mm. And that's a money mindset, <laughs> mm. which is a whole nother rabbit hole. We can go down that rabbit yeah. hole another yeah. time. But so, so, sorry, all the failures, there's so many. That's why I could go through so many. But like right now, um, I run the Conscious Collective, which yeah. is our online group. It started as a Facebook group, which was from the podcast. Because people were reaching out saying, how do we connect with the, the, the guests, but also the other people that listen? And I was like, why not create a little hub for people online? And that's really cool. We've done a few retreats with them so the conscious collective has evolved into um the public events we called them a line we did a tour around australia last year which was amazing three hour mind body soul event um we do master classes online we're about to open a membership platform online we do retreats so we did one in torquay last year we did plan for bali and costa rica which are now moved to like this year slash next year um and then, so that's that, and that's going to just develop and grow because I love having someone like yourself come into that group, share, you've shared on the podcast, but share something specifically that people want to know about, and you get that audience that you want and need to grow your business and your mm. career. Like, again, connector, connect the audience with the person yeah. and, and also the tools and tips. Then from that, uh, so before that I started team media group so team is uh, stands for team media (laughs) but it's T-E-M-E and that was my graphic Ah. design uh, business so I was doing um, social media posts for for sporting teams so like local sporting teams that um, wanted their the, the score the end score with a photo on it or a fixture for the next week I love graphic design. I've got this... I never studied it, but I, I, I fell into working full-time as a graphic designer the past five years for my brother-in-law and his companies. And I was like, I love sporting teams. Why can't my local soccer team on Instagram look like the professional ones? Some of our, our Instagram at one stage look better than some of the pro teams. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's a, these local players are never going to get that experience because that, this is probably the highest they'll ever make. Why not make it special? Yeah, we don't get paid, but why not make it like the kids in that team go, I want to be in the senior team at this club because of that. Um, Again, it's all experience and connection for me. And that's still running. So that does a lot of my... um, My other stuff, again, when you set up companies in a strategic way, it's, you know, for tax benefits in legal ways. uh, (laughs) You're a man of lots of knowledge. Yeah, you you run it through. Lots of knowledge from a lot of uh, trial and error. And... Yeah, it's, it's literally those two companies. Um, the team media is all my speaking and, and all of that. And, and there's other things in the works, which is great. And they'll all happen in, in time. Um, but yeah, and then the podcast as well, which is which is fun and amazing. And yeah, I love it. So I'm, I'm just excited because you never know what it's going to evolve into 
from there. Hell no. Like, yeah. we could talk in five years from now and things could be exponentially different. <laughs> but but Steph, I'm now a sailor. I just sail boats <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That is so brilliant. I, even if that is the case, I would, I'll come out to see. We'll record another podcast. Why not? It'd be pretty <laughs> rocky on the waves. But no. it's, it's like this. It's like, for me, it's life's too short to not like who you are and to not enjoy the life you live. So why not create one that you like? If you're a barista at a lo- local coffee shop, but you love it and you love connecting with people, again, it aligns with your values. That's a whole nother talk about how to discover your values that align to you and aligning to them, yours, not inflicted by anyone else, your specific ones. If making coffee makes you the happiest person, working a normal job, nine to five, makes you so happy, why wouldn't you do it? Mm. It's just about knowing yourself, isn't it? And that's the tough step that we all try to avoid. Yeah. Uh, and I think society tries to make us avoid it too because... Oh, definitely. It doesn't make them money if we do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't want us to be happy. No. I'm no. sure they, they kind of do. Look, honestly, I just think you're putting so much goodness out into the world and through so many different platforms, I know that the listeners are going to be so impressed to hear your story and it is very relatable. Everyone Mm. goes through these really hardship times and, you know, it's wonderful to see people succeed and I'm really proud of you. I'm really happy to have you in my circle. Thank you. you For the listeners, a few more things before we finish up. You know, I really want to know for those people out there who are like us, who are doing the nine to five job, who are probably not loving the grind Mm. right now. They want to be more. They want to do more. They want to help others. What is the first thing they need to do? (laughs) You said it before. You have to know yourself. You have to know. And this is how, how my courses and programs and all of that work is first comes from a place you have to go focus on self-acceptance that's self-acceptance through gratitude again that's how it started for me and that's how i see you can't move forward or do the things you want to do if you're not grateful for where you're at there's this balancing act of groundedness uh greatness and gratefulness Mm. now greatness is striving achieving doing all those things but you can get caught up in that and always going next level next level next level and not appreciating where you're at you can also get stuck in gratitude and never move and go I'm just grateful for I'm at I don't need any more I don't need to grow I'm safe here which people are like but you said to focus on gratitude yes <laughs> it's focusing in the middle of those two which is being grounded, grounded in between both of them we as humans we need to evolve not nothing you know crazy or exponential but growing and and discovering and yeah having something to challenge us to keep us growing keep us putting us in the uncomfortable to grow so being grounded but it comes from that place of self-acceptance first the second step that i feel that people need to go through and and what i teach is through self-worth which is through forgiveness now i don't specifically teach this i get an amazing human by the name of adriana andelkovic to come on and teach that and that's through literally forgiving yourself for everything you've done to yourself or everything you've thought about yourself in the past. Because mm. if we carry so much on our shoulders, it's baggage that's going to weigh us down in doing the things we want to do. Beliefs, thoughts, emotions, all of that. It's always going to be a block. Yeah. But then also the people in our lives that 
did things to us yeah. that we never got an apology, a sorry, or closure from. Because here's the thing, we're probably never going to get it. No. And if we hold on to that, or she did, he did this, mm. we let go of that, we send love, we forgive and say, you know, it is what it is, um, you know, thank you for the lesson, as hard as it may be. Again, there's a process to this. It's not just writing a... You don't send it to them. It's just <laughs> for you. Uh, I, and trust me, it's something that I do regularly because mm. there's stuff that comes back into my mind. And through that, you find the self-worth to then move into, what am I here to do? What's my purpose? Um, and there's a pattern in your life that's going to show that. You may not see it and there is prompts that we do for journaling to figure this out that again I found it through what what's this pattern in my life it's connection it's leadership it's impact and I did it in everything that I did 30 different jobs all the the, the all my schooling life um, every interaction like today connections naturally always one of the biggest things okay cool What's then, how can I then, because purpose is not this grand, massive thing that people think we need to discover. I think your purpose is like your dharma every day. Like, how can I be of the best service in every conversation I have or every situation I go into? Um, It doesn't have to be, like, again, my purpose (coughs) is always evolving as, as I am, but my main avenue through how I do that is through connection. Mm. Now, the next step through that, from that purpose, is then creating a vision. A vision that is clear, that is detailed, specific, allows for evolvement. Again, not everything we put out is going to happen exactly how we want it. (coughs) We have to allow for it to evolve and to be more than what we expected. Because Mm. what if you achieve your vision in one year, your 10-year vision in one year? Does that mean you stop? Life is not suddenly over. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's happened. Yeah. When you have that vision, you, you then know, you, you gain confidence in what you're doing. You yeah. know what you want to do. Then you can reverse engineer it, as we are talking about before, and go, if I want to get to X, what in, in a year's time, what do I have to do monthly to get there? Then what do I have to do weekly? What do I have to do daily to get there? To mm. tick off those boxes in all areas to give me the best opportunity. Because again, it doesn't just happen. You don't just start a podcast by going, I'm just going to start a podcast and get a, me- a million downloads tomorrow. <laughs> you ha- like, you've got to get stuff. You, you don't need a plan, but it's kind of, like I said, I can go into the gym and flap around with some weights and think I know what I'm doing. But if I had a plan from a PT and they showed me how to do it, I'm probably going to get the best results. Hell yeah, you are. Then from there vision we go into identity and values so that's once we have the vision we can then match who we need to be because right now we're not that person or we'd have all the results we want Mm. i'm like i'm not the person right now of the person i'll be in 10 years with that vision Mm. because i haven't evolved into that yet but what once i identify what does that person think feel do on a regular basis i'm reverse engineering it and going how can i do that now yeah because if I don't, if I, again, a lot of people go, when I'm this, then I'll have the results. Yeah, but you've got to create that by being that thing now. Yeah. When I have the money, then I'll give. No, you can give in so many different ways. It doesn't have to be monetary. Yeah. But then when you make the money, you can donate money. Like, 
there's so much you can do right now, we make it complicated because we think it's got to be big. Exactly. Then, once we have the identity of who we need to be to achieve the life we want to live and live our purpose daily, we can then match our values to that, our top six values. We have values now that are our life values, and that's cool. These are the specific ones we need to focus on. So, for example, I like to share one that, you know, I used to say family was one of my highest values in terms of matching the identity. Mm. But if I'm spending every night with my family and not doing my work that's going to get me further, then you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to move. It's not that I don't love my family. They're the number one important thing in my life. Mm. But, but it's, not, one of it's your not my it's not my top 6 value right now. Um, and one that I give to everyone, I, again, I, I might put this up by the time this comes out, I can put it on my website, a free downloadable thing to go through your values um, and how to identify I them. I think the listeners would um, love that. Yeah, we might. I might give it to you and you can put it in the show notes or We'd something. We'd love to, yeah. Um, because once you know them and you know what they look like and feel like, you know how to show up on a daily basis. And when a decision comes up, if it aligns with those values, sweet, you do it. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you don't do it. No. And I think that's where we get caught up. We go, all these opportunities, I'm going to do all of them. Oh, it doesn't feel right, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-mm. There's a difference between being uncomfortable and something not aligning with who you are. Yeah. That's where your values come into play. And then when people go, oh, should I do this? Should I do this? You're not, like, other people can't decide your life for you. Other people can't decide your values for you. You have to decide them. What are your values? Jeez, they just changed, so I've got to remember the new ones here. So self-acceptance is always number one for me. Freedom. Again, I could go into what they look like and feel like that's a long description. Just run them off. Growth. Yep. Gratitude. Connection. And impact. Mm. So everything that I do, every decision I make, every opportunity I take. <laughs> what's that song? Every step yes. I take. <laughs> You've taken me right back there. <coughs> I'll be missing you. All right, so. <laughs> so every everything that aligns with those, I say yes to. Yeah. They feel good. And when I step into them, I magically start seeing the alignment numbers. I, You know, money starts flowing through. I feel mm-hmm. good when I'm doing them. Yeah, it might be uncomfortable at times, like speaking in front of 50 people at a meditation this morning, but I love what I do and it, it, it ticks off nearly all of those values Mm. then from there it's open to create whatever you want to create it's it's then the constant everyday things the energetic upgrades um your your morning routine i know people are like i'm not a morning person i don't care if you don't set your mind in the morning you let the world set your mind Mm -hmm. and your beliefs and your thoughts absolutely if you can control the controllables which are what you do in the morning before you get into life that you can't control you're going to set yourself up to have the best day. And constantly working on you and giving back to you has been the single most greatest investment I've ever done, whether that's time or money, into myself. That makes me so happy to hear. Like, hands down, I think like the greatest investment should be our time in ourselves. Mm. And speaking of putting time into ourselves, I would really like to hear from you, like, what are the three biggest things that you do in your life for self-care? Hmm, this is a good question. Thank you for asking. I'm curious to know yours. Um, <laughs> but you asked me. So, I think number one is to meditate. I think for me, 
listening and becoming the observer of my thoughts is extremely powerful. Through meditation, I'm able to see how my body feels, see what's going through my mind. And it gives you, you've got all the answers within you. You just need to ask. The quality of your life comes from the quality of your questions. How am I feeling? Why? This is a good one that I got taught was, what do you really want in life? Like, what's your ultimate goal? And let's say, I'll use a monetary one because that's a lot of people have monetary goals. I am Say to yourself, you know, I am making a million dollars or I am going to make a million dollars this year. Now listen to everything that comes up because that's your blocks of why you're not going to make it. And then you know what to work on. So for me, it's, it's listening to myself because I didn't listen to myself for so long and it led me into injuries with my body through sport. Um, it led me to overworking, overwhelm, burning myself out. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't listen a lot of the times and your body's going to show you when you don't listen. <coughs> Absolutely, it is. My, my second thing would be for self-care. Oh, it kind of ties in. I, I think they're, they are all part of my morning routine. So it's like my morning routine is the one thing that's that's my biggest self-care. Um, Will you share your morning routine with us then? Yeah. So the first thing I do when I wake up is um, is meditate. And then from there, okay, I'm setting my, my day. And then I put on some, some great music. Um, and it, it might be a bit chill. It depends. It could be like a Khalid track, you know, something really vibey. Um, I jump in the shower. I have my hot shower, do all your normal things. And then I turn it to cold for a minute. Um, mm, the which, cold shower. Yeah, which is which is trust me, it's uncomfortable. But that that uncomfortableness brings a lot of benefits that you have no idea. Even if it's just doing something that's uncomfortable. From there, I jump out, and there's one song um, that I play that's that's really uh, impactful to me that makes me dance okay. uh, like a crazy all-out dance. Tell me what and it is. I love it. Uh, it's Shooting Star by Bag Raiders. Do, 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 can you do, can you do, sing do, it a little bit? Do, do, oh, do, of do, course. Do, do. Uh, and um, how can anyone not know that song? Yeah, and there was a lot of memes made about it uh, a couple of years ago. But for me, it's it's in my when I do events, and I hope to see the, the audience listening at, at my events in the future, hopefully, and and yourself. My ending fifteen minute meditation is one of the things I'm so so proud of in my life that I just came up with it's a journey of like we did today it goes through our senses it goes through uh, our body acknowledging us the important things inside to be grateful for like our brain our heart our lungs things we always have then we go into gratitude in just life then we go into higher self we go into self-love which makes everyone cry normally (laughs) takes people down not down into a bad place but down into like deep inside them then we come out of that with the gratitude. So it's like, okay, now I can feel this. Then we dance. Now people go, but that's uncomfortable. I don't want to dance in front of people. I'm like, cool. Your eyes are closed. No one sees you, apart from me or the person filming. But <laughs> what do you mean no one's filming? Uh, and then and then after the dance, you dance like like no, one's wa- no one is watching. Mm. And you l- like move how you want to move. We're so restricted from... I would go to a club... I'd go out, uh, uh, you know, with friends and literally I'd, I'd like, you'd dance the most minimal because that's the cool thing. You don't want to be too out there because, you know, what if someone thinks this? 
if Shooting Star came on Friday night, I would be in the middle of the dance floor. Ah, I'm, the, I'm the guy yeah. at the weddings that's always dancing. <laughs> I love it. I love... And this is why I love nightclubs. Not for... I don't really drink much, but it's the music. I love music. So for me, music's a big part of my morning routine. Yeah. And this is a big thing to be careful on. What you listen to can affect you in how your thoughts, what you subconsciously program into your mind. Um, the song the greatest from The Greatest Showman, uh, I Am Me. Oh, This Is Me. This yes. Is Me. Wow. Talk about an energetic upgrade. You sit and listen to that song with noise cancelling headphones and don't tell me you want to get up and and like scream it like yeah powerful music i stretch uh it depends i right now my routine is totally 180 i go to the gym every morning uh which is amazing because i've got my best friend to go with and keep me accountable and and it feels great to be doing that normally i wouldn't i just do some stretching Mm. but you know that's fine um and then from there, it's it's journaling. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I think then I'll have definitely water first, and then I'll have have my coffee and and go about whatever I got to do. Um, and look, it, it, Sundays it t- it's a thirty minute process, especially when I was working a job. It was like. 30 minutes get there I'm uh, going to the gym is 45 minutes so this whole morning thing could be an hour and a half and people go ah, you have an hour and a half for yourself in the morning wake up earlier go to bed earlier exactly like, really um, if I notice not a huge difference when I don't do those things but when I do man I feel good like I'm almost the, my first hour of my day is setting me up to be the best I can be out there why would I not want to do that exactly Mm. And I think everyone should listen to this and just know that their morning would be so much more productive if they started with a morning routine. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be mine. Like, that's that's my unique one that suits me. Mm. Um, I'd recommend them. <laughs> uh, but Do as I do. Yeah. Like, some people might want to go for a walk or do yoga or go for a swim in the ocean. I don't live near an ocean, so if I did, I would. Mm. Um yeah, do. It can be very unique to them. Yeah. And it should be. And Every it, little thing yeah. that we do should be unique to us. 100%. It could be reading or something like that, which is whatever works for you. Mm. But, but yeah. I love the journaling and I love the gratitude. And I just think they're amazing things that the listeners should really start to, you know, adopt into their own life if they're not already doing so. Mm. So are they our three things that we do? That was about 10. I but think it yeah, was almost two. I think, I think the and, and also in that is gratitude. Like I, I do it even in your mind. It doesn't have to take nine minutes, but identifying those three things and going those three layers of depth, there's a, there's a link between success and gratitude. Uh, there's a reason why everyone talks about it. It's not just the buzz at the moment. It's gratitude's been in, you know, the early transcripts of, of every religion or writing. Um, every great book that we look up to or leader, it's it's gratitude. Mm. And it doesn't have to be a 20 things you're grateful for every morning. It could be one thing. It's that simple. Yeah. And it's even as simple as experiencing something during the day that mm. goes, wow, that was amazing. And going, wow, I'm so grateful for that. And in that moment, appreciating it. Yeah. What are you grateful for? Most grateful for in life right now, one thing. Mm. You know what, it's our buzzword today and it is connection. 
it's these moments. It's getting to know people, getting to find out what makes them tick and to just feel I'm like you. That connection was missing for a long time and now that I have it again, it's like, wow, yep. feeling fulfilled. What's, what's specifically a connection that you're grateful for? Family. <coughs> specific person and specific thing. My nan. Yep. Getting to spend a lot of time with her yep. at this point in her life. That's, that's specific. Yep. I like that. Okay. Um, how does that affect you personally? It lets me know that I'm doing all that I can to help and to guide her through this difficult time in her life. And that makes me feel good. I know that I'm helping her and she feels good about it because she gets to have me there and to feel like, you know, she can get through her day knowing that I'll help her do all those things and I feel good about it too. Yeah. So you, you knocked off the second one, which was how it affects the people around you. Yeah. How does that affect the community and the planet on a bigger scale? I think because I feel so connected and I'm feeling fulfilled in that family realm that I do have a lot more to give other people. And I love how you turn this into a little podcast about me now, but we're going to turn it right back to you. And <laughs> I really want to know Very well you. answered. You, you did extremely well. I'm very proud. Thank you, Dr. Carlo. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and from you, I need to hear, what are you most grateful for? Uh... Which one do I pick? The thousands. I am, I am it's grateful. It's a good problem to have. I am grateful for specifically right now, especially something recent in my life was moving to Melbourne. I have, it, it, like the specific thing is moving to Melbourne, like that being my base now. And because it allows me to be closer to people like you, my best friends, opportunities, and it's starting a new chapter in my life, which is makes me feel excited. It makes me feel connected to the people around me that I haven't seen for years. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm in a, a great stage of my life. And I feel, because I've got my own place and it feels my own, like I just feel so, the word isn't content, but I feel so good. <laughs> and that allows me to produce good work. Yeah. To produce more value, to take my everything that I do to the next level to impact more lives and how that affects the people around me is that, you know, we have these conversations. We, yeah. the people around me get more value from me. They get to see me more, which is you know beneficial for everyone. How that affects the community and the planet is that if, if people were doing things and making decisions that were aligned with their values, they'd be living a life more congruent to who they really want to be. Um, they would be more happier. They'd be doing things, not necessarily moving. I don't think that's the one thing. That's a very external thing, but they'd be doing things they love. And with me sharing my value and, and helping others do the same, it's, it's raising the vibration of the planet, our little ripples at a time. And I can feel it. Mm. I honestly believe you, you exude such a great vibe and such a great energy. Before we wrap things up, do you feel as though there's anything that we've missed today or that you would like to leave the listeners with? Thank you for the compliment. Um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, again, there could be so many. We could write a, write a whole book about stuff, but I think... Maybe I end you my, should. Uh, yeah, it's coming. Um, <laughs> one thing at a time, <laughs> all in progress. I think the three, three affirmations that I share with everyone that has really helped me um, and will help anyone no matter where you are what's happening in your life at the time is that to remember that you are 
worthy, that you are loved and you are exactly where you're supposed to be and remind yourself daily. You know, I wake up and I go, you know, I am, I am worthy of all my, everything I, want, I desire and more. Mm-hmm. Like why, I am, because I'm here. Yeah. I am loved. I am. Even the days when I don't feel it. Even the days when maybe I'm dating or have a partner and that doesn't happen. There's other, there's, there are people out there that love you. And if you don't think so, I love you. Oh. So you've got love. Whether it's online, offline, whatever it may be. And you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, reminding yourself, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. It doesn't, it doesn't make us go into the past and worry about or hold on to stuff that could have, should have, maybe. We can't change it. And it takes us from going too far forward and going, I need to be here. I should have been here. I should be in a different place in my life. Cool. We're not. We're here right now. And if you don't be here right now, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss the important things. You're going to miss being present. And no matter what you're going through, you can get through that if you, remember, if you remind yourself, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. That was beautiful. Thank you. Perfect. So, Carlo, please tell the listeners, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so Carlo Cirillo on everything. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Carlo underscore Cirillo. All my links are in there. So, that's probably the easiest place. My website is www.carlocirillo.com. C-A-R-L-O-C-I-R-I-L-L-O. And... Yeah, the, the podcast links are there, my events are there, the, the Blue Maps there, the Conscious Collective's there, and um, yeah, I'd love to connect. If anything's resonated with you in this, you know, please reach out. Um, if you want some direction on anything, please reach out. Uh, you know, I love connecting with people, obviously, Connector. Yes. And uh, I'm happy to help in, in any way I can, as I'm sure Steph is too. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. Mm. Uh, I love who you are and what you do and I've, I've loved connecting with you this morning and thank you for this, the whole opportunity of all this coming about is, is I'm like, I'm going to be in, in Torquay Geelong this weekend. I'd, I'd love to catch up and she's like, I'd love to have you on my podcast. I'm like, I'd love to have you on mine. And then she's like, come do this meditation for the, the running group and I'm like, why not? <laughs> so it happens from Instagram, guys. Yes. Social media can be good. It yeah. can be good and Honestly, just thank you so much for being here and for coming on the podcast and for sharing your knowledge. And you know what, listeners out there, Carlo has not shared everything in this hour and a half podcast. (laughs) He has so much more to give and to teach and there's a lot more to learn. So head over to his Instagram, make sure you check out what he's about and follow all of the other things and all of the beautiful works he's doing. And just thank you so much for being you. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, thank you again. I love it. Thank you. Guys, how awesome was that? I honestly just like felt so light and empowered as I sat here in that cafe and I had this conversation with Carlo. There's just something about the energy that he provides and the way that he speaks that just sort of makes you feel so upbeat and ready to take on the world. And I hope that's how this podcast has left you. And if you're sitting here still wondering and still have some questions and you want a little bit more info or you want to find your purpose and you want to take on your dream job or your goal, then I ask you to head over to his profile to follow him on Instagram at Carlo underscore Cirillo and even head over to his new program, which he is running in April and sign up and get it 
done. Stop talking about it. Stop making excuses. Just commit. Commit to yourself. I want to say a big thank you to Carlo for being here with me today on the Steph Sanzaro podcast. I honestly am so overwhelmed with joy every single time I get to meet another beautiful guest and he is no different. Guys, and if you think that this message needs to be heard by more people, then please go ahead and share that to your Instagram, share it to your story, share it to your Facebook, wherever. Just get this message out to as many people as possible. Feel free to like and follow this podcast and subscribe and you'll be able to be notified when my new episodes are uploaded. Guys, thanks so much for being here with me again for another week and I look forward to seeing you in my next episode.